0: Welcome to Unauthorized Cinnamon, a Deadwood podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Herman.
1: I'm Harry J. Perales, the other.
0: And we are here this week with the second part of A Lie Agreed Upon, the two-parter season finale for season two, I guess you'd say. It's the second episode.
1: Mm -hmm. Or season premiere.
0: For uh, Yes. What did I say? Finale. Finale. (laughs) the same thing right. right yeah same thing oh no it's obviously <laughs> uh but yes yeah, so this is for all intents and purposes a two-parter even though when they aired they aired like weeks oh, a week apart but um this starts out the previous episode was during the day and now this episode's during the night and it picks up uh basically right off where we left off seth has gone to Console and be consoled by Alma, given everything that is now an upheaval. Um, but we open up uh in Al's room and Doc is tending to Al.
1: <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he's finally paying attention to those that pay him regularly. Yeah. <laughs> uh he's tending Al is asking uh how Seth is doing. Doc's like uh doctor patient confidentiality yeah. or <laughs> uh, and he asks after um al's urination problem which al is not in any hurry to <laughs> disclose and and he's still just like pumping a uh, doc for info on seth like yeah. if it, is he up and raring to go you if you see him you tell him that i'm you know fit as a fiddle f- yeah <laughs> ready to play again you know. <laughs> um but then Doc asks after like the symptoms, uh, that any symptoms that Al might be having related to the urination problem, mm-hmm. and says any gleets or uh, discomfort or burning, anything like that. He keeps just getting interrupted by people. <laughs> this little comedy scene to start things out, like Johnny interrupts and he's got got your shoot back from woo
2: wh- oh. woo. <laughs>
0: <And laughs> it's all aromified. <laughs> uh <laughs> and he's like we'll set it out to air out. And he has to tell him not on the fucking balcony. <laughs> uh so he leaves and again Doc is just like all right, and he gleats soreness, burning. And then EB interrupts this time. <laughs> and he's like he's back at her place. He's like set Bullock is at Alma's room. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're in rut. <laughs> <laughs> I do love all the different words for fucking. Yeah, <laughs> the <show. laughs> there it, it's sometimes at, at, on one hand it's still like kind of lowbrow, but it's also because of Milch's writing, it's yeah. just <laughs> kind of flowery. Like, I like
1: oh yeah, like that great bit where <laughs> it's like I didn't linger on the song of the bedstead.
0: <laughs> I love that. And song. he's like
1: he's like looking like oh how clever I am and like Al and Al just is not giving in. So then Eb his <laughs> his stock like exit line for the past two episodes is. I have to go check on
0: those whores. <laughs> go check on those whores. <laughs> <laughs> because Al's like, none of that, and that's the last we're talking about. It. Because Al just yeah. does not want to talk about uh, this issue he's having. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we go to Alma's room. I thought this is so we're going to Alma and Seth talking. Um, I was kind of interested in maybe you have some thoughts. Is it, it opens on a shot of Sophia sleeping. Yeah. And obviously, it, it just shows us that Sophia's there sleeping. Yeah. But why do you think they opened on her?
1: I think I think it becomes really clear as the episode progresses, because um, this is kind of a spoiler, but Sophia is a... Because it seems like, you know, when they're trying to figure out, like, are they going to leave as a possibility together? So, you know, there's no reason for Alma to she's like, yeah, of course, I'll leave. But Sophia is a huge obstruction to Alma's kind of, you know... Uh, her like dereliction this. of duty, like, you know, this is her, you know, this is her duty, is to Sophia, and she cares about her. And we'll find that out more, and we'll talk about it more later, but showing Sophia, when you bring it up, and I didn't think about it when I watched it, because I had to go through the whole episode, but going back and watch, or, you know, thinking about it, Sophia is Alma's duty. Yes. And so, as her and Seth are talking... That's going to be the big kind of, you know, whereas uh, Seth's uh, wife and his son are the monkey wrench in uh, Alma and Seth's relationship, Sophia is the thing that is the monkey wrench and Alma's, you know, her seeking, desi- her, you know,
0: yeah, and desire. This is the scene that sets up the choice Alma has to make. Right. And I get it's starting out with the fact that Sophia is hanging over all of this. Yeah. Uh yeah that's a good point um so they're talking about you know he's Seth's telling her like I didn't know they were coming they said Mark William was doing better but she didn't say she was coming out uh I I, I really like the line Alma has like I would so like to see to your injuries however superficially yeah well, I thought it was good like she Alma is not a good caretaker no uh she, she doesn't know what she's doing in that regard but she mm. still has like
1: the desire to want to help somebody she
0: loves she yeah. cares about and <laughs> i like the idea of like her doing something just like wrong, like oh yeah. i'm sorry yeah. oh let me take oh god, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh but anyway, yeah, uh, Seth then gives her that ultimatum of mm-hmm. you know um either you and I just both take off, we'll go to New York, take care of your interests out there. Either that or if we stay in camp, we have to sever all our connection completely.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to keep on with this like uh, humiliation and lying to Martha's face. It's not fair to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Alma's <clears throat> kind of taken aback that like I have to make this choice. And it's like, well, I need some time. Uh, Seth tells her she needs to decide tonight. And she says, well, I need some of tonight to think about it, <laughs> please, because I have other people to think about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they leave it. Now we go back to the hardware store where Saul's still being taken care of. <laughs> and dude, I, uh, we maybe need to talk about Trixie. Um, I really want to like Trixie, and I really like the idea of her character and what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. Trixie really rubs me the wrong way. Um, it might be a performance issue by Paula Malcolmson. Uh-huh. Um, understanding that that's where I'm coming from with Trixie. Uh-huh. The part where she, they're moving Saul, and she goes, one, two, fucking three. <laughs> like, Trixie! That doesn't help. You. Need, it's about timing. You can't throw words in there.
1: I wonder if that has a lot to do with uh, Paula Malcolmson herself, because I've heard her interviewed, and like she's curses
0: like a sailor really. yeah
1: so i think that may be more of just her own like inflection on it
0: i i did notice that um as i was writing that out mm-hmm. uh, in my notes i did one comma two fucking three and it kind of <laughs> like is the way that trixie uses fuck as punctuation <laughs> yeah 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 i'm just like yeah fucking uh <laughs> this thing she just yeah. throws fucking like it's air
1: you well, know. well, I mean, you know, and I don't mean to like belittle, you know, her, or but you know, like her profession is as a, you know, she's a prostitute, so yeah, it it is a punctuation to her. It is just things mm-hmm. that she does, you know, for work. Yeah, I and, I and yeah,
0: I I totally get that. It's just I don't. There's something about her where it's where it's so harsh, and there's not enough of the finer, yeah, touch, which. I, and I'm, like, 100% prepared to be wrong. Right. Because I think we've talked about how, like, you really have a lot of problems with Alma. Right. And I'm a little bit more sympathetic. And, mm-hmm. like, I can see why you'd have problems with Alma. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think I could... That, but that's that's but that's but nothing against, like, uh, uh, Molly Parker's performance. It's more just of, like, you know, if I was having to deal with Alma, I would be so frustrated and, like, angry yeah. at this person.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um but uh so yeah <laughs> charlie comes in he uh mentions to merrick well uh, they've helped kind of move seth over to it to his bed charlie walks outside with merrick and he's like i, I guess i better go get some guns <laughs> <laughs> and merrick's like why <laughs> and he's like uh don't because i don't know if you noticed but Seth ain't got his fucking gun with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, if you'd notice Charlie, he said he was gonna get that back. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Don't you think having some guns will be getting getting that back? And so he has to explain to Merrick, like why this is all going around. So Seth and then Seth comes in and uh, he says, Trixie, like, and I talked to Saul a while. I I love this part. She goes, Would you mind if I hang around a while? <laughs> Seth goes or Saul goes, yeah. Fuck no <laughs> <laughs> Because he's got his load on, and he yeah. is loving it, um, mm-hmm. which is good to see. Uh, as Trixie leaves, she kind of curses out Seth under yeah. her bridle. This is where I agree with Trixie, that yeah, Seth yeah. is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Seth begins to tell Saul, like, uh, look, I'm sorry you got shot. Uh, if it had come to it, I would have, you know, taken all our, you know, dissolved our partnership in whatever money from your investment that was out, I would have sent it off to your mom. And you know, any further proceeds from our business I would send your way. And Sol is kinda of like, yeah, okay. I I would expect as much. What are you right. talking about? And Seth's like, and I would expect you to do the same for me. Like with uh anything that might be due my family, I would need you to send along along with any further proceed he's Yeah trying to get across the fact without saying it, that he's going to abandon Martha and William. Yeah. And Saul, because he's drunk, is is yeah. calling him out finally. Like, why don't you just fucking say it? I'm tired of knowing it, and you won't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> uh, Saul makes him say that, like, yeah, I'm in love with uh, Alma. Mm-hmm. And he goes, fine, you've finally fucking said it. Um. And he said, "So why are you running away?" It's like it's because of love, and he's like, "It's not because of love that you're running away. You've loved her for a while, and you've stayed." Yeah. So now that you're running, it's shame that's making you run. Yeah. And he also mentions that, like, you think the shame is gonna go away once (laughs) once you're clear of camp. Yeah. Um. Seth says something. He says like it's shame either way It's shameful either way and saul says it's life either way Uh-huh. which i for whatever reason didn't connect with me i feel like it should have been a really grand
1: yeah it didn't yeah i felt the same way and i don't think that i'm, I'm sure there was it, there was an intention and hopefully like some of our listeners will be like oh well he actually meant this but um yeah it could just be the laudan
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: but I, I do love him saying uh calling him and i calling him a motherfucker and i like saying cocksucker i like
0: saying cocks <laughs> i like being loaded <laughs> <laughs> it's a great set it's great to see in uh i think um alan seppenwall brought up like it's probably really fun and we talked last episode how it's probably fun for ian mcshane to play different versions of al yeah uh, and it's probably really fun for John Hawks to, <laughs> yeah, be more than just the you know wisecracking sidekick and yeah, the the good guy.
1: And then the next, uh, the next scene we open with, um, Trixie and Charlie waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm interested in your take on. The, I think I know what's going on. I was mm-hmm. for a long time very confused. Like, what is she doing? But, uh, is she just doesn't know what else. To do it, like.
1: I think it might be that, but also it just occurred to me that uh, you know we have the Sophia test. Yeah, there's the Trixie blowjob test too, to see if like <laughs> it, it, it sounds really crude, but it's true because like uh, that's one way of looking at it. Where she's she's asking because she originally asked it to Saul, mm-hmm. and um, he was pretty like noble about it at at first, and then she came to his store, you know. Yeah, and so now. I may maybe I'm putting too much into this, but maybe she could be gauging Charlie to see if, like what his intentions are if he is as good as he seems. Yeah. And it <laughs> I did I did laugh a lot seeing Charlie kind of hem and haw his way out of it like, oh where she's like, you know, you want to open air blow job for free? <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, no. Oh, oh no. no, no, thank you, no. <laughs> and it reminds me, she did offer it to Seth also mm-hmm, yeah. when they were in the gym and doing their negotiations. Yeah. Uh, she had done it to gauge his... I don't know. Uh, scruple- <laughs> Intention. Yeah, his... his scruples. His moral compass. Yeah. Uh <laughs> that was... Yeah, I, I love that. I, I also thought that, like... Trixie later on says how, like, agitated she is by all this going on. And she's, like, having to do all this work she's not accustomed to. And she's maybe, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you want a blowjob? Yeah, th- th- this is I what know. I can do. I yeah. gotta help somehow. And and yeah, I don't want to. Like, However, kinda... superficial. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it's her version of what Alma says.
0: Yeah, I I, yeah. I don't want to condescend to Trixie as a no, character, no, no. but it's it's it's, I, it's pretty much all she's ever done. Yeah, really. You know, she, well, she took care of Sophia pretty well. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, so Seth uh continues striding manfully across. <laughs> 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 Uh Yeah, Charlie g- kind of makes Seth uh, a small talk with Seth. He's like, oh, this is a fine, it's a mm. fine appearance he makes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she, if you don't mind me saying, she's a very comely woman. It's upright and blah, blah, And he's like, uh, so, so what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, what you doing, buddy? And Seth tells him, he's like, he's going to go get him... S- his stuff back from albert this is another like charlie had the great moment last episode where Mm. he's like we 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 lose more mail than we deliver (laughs) and now charlie gets to do a bit more of acting Mm, yeah he goes oh oh faintness come over me oh that's a dizzy fucking feeling (laughs) (laughs) this this is delightful of him stalling and like
1: Playing on Seth's kind of a uh, you know, he's like, well, I have to do what the right thing is.
0: You want me to take you to your yeah. place? Oh, I think you should, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe that's the proper course. <laughs> <laughs> um but first we are back in the gym and Adams is exp- starts to bring this new angle to Al, uh about Seth, and that Yankton is afraid of Seth. Yeah. Um uh, this Adds a whole new dimension to um Allen Seth's relationship. Uh, there's a possibility that Montana could still lay claim to Deadwood. Uh, it's not set in stone that it could be part of Dakota. And Deadwood is kind of like on the western edge of Dakotas. Um, And Montana right now has a whole bunch more money mm-hmm. in the state than yeah. Dakota does. Because Montana just had the silver strike, which... Um, uh, you know, in the first few episodes, we hear that Seth and Saul uh, had a bunch of hardware and whatnot. Yeah, it was perfected at the Montana strike, and these guys are from Montana.
3: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: so Montana's got a lot more muscle and more money, uh, and there was a judge in Helena apparently that wanted Seth to get into politics. Yeah, when Seth was in Montana, and no one knew this, and so now. Dakota and the people in Yankton are kind of afraid that maybe Seth is an agent of this judge who's going to try and sway the camp into joining Montana. Uh, And now Al, like, isn't sure if Bullock being dead is a good thing or a bad thing. It's like, would this convince Dakota that Seth isn't Montana man, or would it provoke some more action to go into play? It's very... It's an interesting angle to add in, but it feels kind of superfluous. Yeah. Where it's like, why are we adding this whole mm-hmm. thing? Um, and, and also, it's like, Al brings up, like, you didn't think to tell me this when I was about to stab him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but Dan gets some, some, Dan is still, you know, we talked about last episode, Dan's trying to be helpful and trying to prove mm-hmm. his value. Yeah. Uh, and he says, like, well, that just, shows you the ancients got their heads up their asses. Uh, Bullock ain't nobody's man. Like mm-hmm. you don't know that, Dan. Like you're <laughs> he has a good he has a pretty good own on Bullock. He's like, <laughs> hell Bullock don't even know whose man he is. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Ooh boy. Um and now we're back in Alma's room and Alma's kinda explaining the situation to Miss Isringhausen. And she, she's going over this ultimatum that as much is condescending on can be to Mrs. Herzog and this is like kind of her only friend at this point because right. Trixie's you know gone back to the gym uh Jane is not around mm-hmm. uh at the moment um she's kind of wondering like what would life be like with him this is a really good exchange and i just wrote down like the whole ex- exchange where almost wondering what life with Sethwood on would be like and uh Miss Isringhausen says, "I would say, ma'am, it might be like living atop a volcano." And says, "It's that's been done, Miss Isringhausen," <laughs> which is a very weird rejoinder. Yeah. It's like, mm, what "Are you talking about like Bonville? What are you talking about?" Like, uh, but Mrs. Isringhausen says, "Certainly, and with a good deal of excitement, I should think, uh, <laughs> and uh, a high, a sense of high adventure every day, <laughs> and of course danger." But Alma comes back like um and to excitement would you possibly add happiness which is like don't forget like this is kind of my one shot at being happy because i love this guy
1: yeah and as we kind of like oh oh sure yeah we can add that (laughs) go right ahead yeah you may as well
0: um alma has another like i brought up alma has a lot of really great lines and this one right here where she says we do love each other our being together ought not to be so outlandish a proposition, <laughs> which is that I think a lot of people have been there before. It's like we really like each other. there's so many things in the way <laughs> of uh-huh. like, and she says, except for every other single thing <laughs> it's like there's just no like why is it so difficult for this to be a thing when we both you, you would think the only ingredients you need is two people that like each other a lot, yeah, but um, life isn't as romantic as as your uh your novels, mm-hmm. your Victorian novels and your <laughs> television plays. Your um, Tijuana Bibles, no <laughs> <laughs> um, The A V Club had something to say about this. They say, um uh I think the central idea Milch is exploring here is the grief you feel when you realize that your life is not actually your own. It may be up to a point, but anytime you decide to become part of a larger community or even just a family, you find yourself forced to contend with what other people want, with their wishes for what you might do or not do. And that's a really good point, especially with Seth and his duties to the camp. Like, he just wants to be left in peace. Yeah. But because he's decided to join this community, like, you, you have to step up because cons can be bought for a half can of baking grease <laughs> and you know you you have to take care of you don't have to but um, you very strongly ought to take care of your wife's your your uh, brother's wife yeah and child you can't even if you want even if it's not a selfish thing to want to be with someone that you love it just it just does you have to ch- choose whether being part of a society is worth that
1: just picturing him paying Con Stableton like uh, bacon grease just to take over as uh, Martha's <laughs> husband.
2: <laughs> well, uh, oh, I well.
0: suppose I uh, fit the bill in this <laughs> particular respect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we go to outside, uh, utter Charlie and fucking Freight. <laughs> uh, sits Charlie down. <laughs> he, like, he sets Charlie down and like Starts to go back up, and he's like, oh, okay, well, uh, well hold on. I'm almost uh, yeah. put together again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we go to we go to the Chezami, mm-hmm. and Joni is showing Maddie and the other new horse the uh, the building they bought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was very interesting. They start to walk in, Maddie turns to all the whores like, don't anyone try to vote for freedom? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, you <laughs> kind of forget that they're not much more than sex slaves.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, what is, uh, Johnny says, oh, there's more in the back. And Maddie's like, oh, there better
0: be. There certainly better <laughs> be. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's rough looking, but she's been, like, having to hide all this stuff. Yeah. So that Psy mm-hmm. does she has to, like, buy it piece by piece so that Psy yeah. doesn't know what's going on. Um, She has a line, that, Doris is the the whore from the Bella Union that Psy sent over. Mm-hmm. And she's like, All right, uh, you girls start moving some of the lighter furniture. And she says, Roll up your sleeves, Doris. Hard work dispels worry. <laughs> That's <laughs> such an old American, like puritanical, like, mm, Idle hands are yeah, the devil's very happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Idle hands are the devil's playthings. Yeah. But busy hands are uh, always happy, and it's great. <laughs> um,. Back at the hardware store, this is where Trixie is saying that she's like pissed off at Saul. And it's like, I hope that hurts. <laughs> that bullet <toilet laughs> wound hurts you. <laughs> that's where I'm like, Trixie's a little bit harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but Saul is um, saying, like eh, If you don't like it so much, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's the door. But she does, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I would have rather just given you a blowjob. And he's like, I'd settle for a vigorous hand holding. Yeah. They he is uh perfect for her, I guess, because he can yeah. disarm her surliness.
1: Mm-hmm. Even when totally jacked up on uh Laudanum.
0: Yeah. I gotta find out what Laudanum is, man. Yeah. I'm gonna get some of that. <laughs> and uh then they just hold hands. Just a really sweet moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Now we're in the Bell Union. I guess it's size office. <laughs> yeah. He's assembled all his uh, best and brightest. What's
1: great about this is that at first you think he's talking to himself like, as though E.B. would. You're like, this guy's fucking lost everything. Yeah. He's gone full golem. But, uh... And, ev- and he's talking about himself in the third person anyway. So you're like, yeah, he could probably be talking to himself. And then the camera eventually shows his congregation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all these people there, like, <laughs> wide-eyed. Okay. Uh, he's basically talking about... Um. Look, Joni's got her own place now. I normally wouldn't do that, but that's fine. We wish her the best of luck. And then he he like has to basically bribe them all to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he was he was part of this team with himself, Eddie Sawyer, Joni Stubbs, and mm-hmm. Andy Cramed. Yeah, all three of those guys are gone. Yeah. Like And they all decided to leave. it. Well, Andy Craig <laughs> kind of decided to stay gone after Sid left him out to die. Yeah. So uh, he's not so bad, but Eddie robbed him and ran away. And mm-hmm. Joni decided to leave him, which was probably even worse because of his uh, feelings of fucking affection for Joni yeah. Stubbs. Uh, so he's probably in, like, crisis mode of, like, how am I going to anyone to stay? <laughs> and he basically has to bribe him. And it was it was interesting. We talked about how um, things kind of changed over the course of the seasons. And they don't necessarily feel the need to give us exposition to fill us in. Right. And like, Con Stapleton's there. <laughs> or he had been. <laughs>
1: of course he's there. You can get him anywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, it's also like, he's probably not welcome at the number 10 anymore. Right, right. I, I didn't realize that at first. I was kind of like, how come he's not at the number 10? I was like, oh, well, like, Tom Nuttall called him a out son of a bitch. Yeah. Eddie Sawyer ran away and Colin's probably not welcome to the number 10 yeah. because his friendship with Tom is dissolved. This is, uh, this is the broth-
1: brothel of misfit toys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Leon's still there. Um, <laughs> I guess Lila is in charge now. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, now we go to Doc's. <laughs> this is a, uh, this is a delightful scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, Doc is performing an autopsy on bummer Dan's yeah. brain. Uh, which we—it's been hinted to with his grave robbing and the fact that he digs in mm-hmm. corpses. Uh, but he hears Jane outside. Jane <laughs> is back in camp. She's fallen from her horse and is <laughs> tangled up in a rope. <laughs> just
1: laying on the. As soon as he looks out the window, she's just on the ground with her <laughs> leg still yeah. tied to the horse. Uh,
0: and she's—he's like, "Oh, the fine mess you've got yourself in." And she's like, "This is a." Convention contraption of my own invention that keeps me from falling down, which has temporarily malfunctioned. <laughs> uh yeah, she I thought it was interesting that he he tries to get the knife to cut her out. Uh huh. And she's like, Don't you disarm me, you mm-hmm. cocks like we forget that like yeah. a dangerous fucking place, especially yeah. for a loudmouth woman. Mm-hmm. Uh she can't even like risk not having a knife on her at all mm-hmm. times. Uh, but she tells him that, oh, I'm dying, so I'll come back to camp just because I need somewhere to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not because I want to see any of you. <laughs> I just need to die somewhere. <laughs> and I just farted So what? Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> fart joke. God damn it, Milch. I'm not going to complain. Uh, <laughs> and Dog asks her inside, like, even if you are past help, just help me understand what's going on and maybe others can benefit. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to help her. Uh, her last line, I really found interesting. Promise me when I'm dead, you'll plant me with a view of where Bill is,
3: mm. not next bury to me
0: next to Bill, yeah. not near Bill, just with of. V- she doesn't even consider herself worthy of being yeah. in his same cemetery,
1: right? But she still wants to keep an eye on him, even.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty uh, telling. Yeah. Back in Alma's room, Alma is... I, I i suppose we've... She's been introduced to the idea that maybe Seth meant leave Sophia behind. Right. And she's not down with that idea at all. Mm-mm. She's like, he couldn't have meant that. She has a... Are we some vicious, filthy outpost of Brook Farm? Which is a little socialist experiment in Massachusetts oh. in the 1850s. It was communal living. Anyway. Huh. Uh Nathaniel Hawthorne lives there. Uh, but back at Doc's, uh, Doc is trying to examine Jane, and she's like, "Fuck you!" And he's like, "The hu- <laughs> the female breast is past all the lure to me. <laughs> Just open up your blouse." Uh, but basically, she's got a huge liver. Like her, she's yeah. uh, what is it? Cirrhosis, or is it um, like a? I guess wouldn't be certain to be like hepatitis. Yeah. Probably
1: hepatitis. (laughs) He
0: says your liver runs from your chin to your genitals. (laughs) He says it very flat. Like, I think that's impossible, but he Mm -hmm. says it like maybe he means it. I'm like, Jesus. But all she does is drink. Uh, Tells her she needs to stop drinking, which I I don't think there's a very good chance of that happening. And he also mentions, she's like, I'll stop drinking when you stop fucking drinking. (laughs) Ugly (laughs) sin of a bitch. Yeah.
1: And then he also says, "Nature is the forgiving mistress." Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, and he tells her that if you do feel like staying around here to die, uh, mm-hmm. Charlie's got room for you at his place. Mm-hmm. So that's another like sweet little thing that Charlie's kept her a, a place yeah, all this and time.
1: And she, managed, she <laughs> like, "Does he does he have any animals? <laughs> <laughs> is there something I can take care of to make my life worth living?"
0: Uh oh, that's I read it as kind of like she got any animals in there? Like, (laughs) is he making me sleep with the horses? (laughs) That's sleep with the hogs. Yeah, that could be another. But yeah, she she seems like the type that would like to take care of some animals. Yeah. Uh, but we go back to Charlie outside Charlie's freight thing. This is where Seth is telling Charlie about his brother. Yeah. Um, just the story of Seth had run away from home. It seems like Mm -hmm. I only caught this on like my second viewing. Yeah. Like, he found him Fort Cooper on the Brazos, which we here in, uh, the eastern side of Texas are familiar with the Brazos River. hmm Uh, but this is way up in, like, Dallas. Yeah. I looked at it. Up, it was way up there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, his brother had to send him home, and he kind of talks about how he wrote letters back and forth. I found him at this other fort. This, I looked it up. It's kind of down near, like, El Paso. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and we just never seemed to meet up. And I learned about his wife and child, but then I came down and he died in Mexico. And I brought his body back and, and all the, there's line <laughs> like... Ain't right to leave him there. Unless, well, unless you're Mexican. <laughs> Which I thought was like kind of nice, because he was like, well, you know, if you're from Mexico, you want to stay there.
1: Well, it's really funny, that moment. Like I was kind of starting to be like, oh, Charlie. It's it's kind of like what he did with like the with an, uh, Native American that uh, Seth killed, where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, Charlie, no, don't be ugly. But then he proves that he's not. And so he's like, oh, Mexicans. And I'm like, oh, no. He's like, yeah, shame to leave him there. Unless you are Mexican. Then there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Seth, like, starts to cry at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, you know, bubbling up all this tension within himself after like, yeah. having to decide, I think this Charlie stalling until he can get some guns
3: mm-hmm. has
0: given Seth time to think about why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas obviously, like, he just was intimate with Alma earlier in the day. So that is very fresh in his mind of like, I'm in love with this woman. He just got back from her room, talking to her yeah. saying like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Yeah. But when he talks about his brother, he realizes how much he loves his brother. Yeah. In the sense of um, duty and what he, what he owes him. Yeah. Um. Then Jane walks up. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> There's, this is the third great Charlie being a friend. Where he goes, like, where Seth starts the car and he's like, Oh, my uh, my Bowser in an uproar. I better go pass wind. <laughs> Another fart joke. Don't ever say, I'm not a gentleman. <laughs> and then Jane shows up and just shouts, Fuck you two. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very Jane, but also, like, snaps Seth out of it and yeah. lets him go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, in the gem, Tom is kind of. Talking to Alan, says, where do you, where I wonder where you stand and all this? And Al like, doesn't know. He's, uh, I don't, I don't know anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Adam's uh, valet comes in,
3: <laughs>
0: apparently, his name's Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I had no idea. His name's Hawkeye.
1: What's also really strange is I was looking at him and I realized that uh, he kind of looks a lot more like Seth Bullock actually looked <laughs> than Tiffany oh, Oliphant. Oh my god, you're right. Because I was right. watching, him, I was like, he looks like Seth Bullock.
0: Oh, yeah that's that's true that's crazy (laughs) this is weird like apparently he's like super late to show up because he should have showed up with adams Mm -hmm. uh oh Bob! you'll never understand what happened to me Bob. (laughs) and and adams had this line that was like if kate Hogranch is part of this story and i was like kate Hogranch the way he said it made me kind of like that sounds like it's maybe a real person like google Kate Hog, Hog Ranch. Uh huh. And apparently, like, Hog Ranch and Chicken Ranch were, like, code names for different types of brothels. Oh. But I couldn't find anyone named Kate Hog Ranch. There was a name, there was some figure named Cattle Kate, I think it was called, because she. There's just, there's just
1: some old prospector just cracking up at you right now. Your naivete.
0: Bitch, dummy, don't know Kate Hog Ranch! <laughs> No one's ass from his elbow. All
1: <laughs> right, P. Walter Brennan.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's a gold, gold. Uh, uh, I'm from Northern California. This is my blood. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just watch out for coyotes. <laughs> uh, so, Al <laughs> Adams is just kind of like don't let it happen again. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Al, like, <laughs> kind of, like, busts his shit. Yeah, like, a nice <laughs> reprimand. Severe <laughs> reprimand. And now, like, Dan has decided, like, I'm gonna show how much of a badass I am. Mm-hmm. He has Johnny pour him this, like, pint of whiskey. <laughs> and, like, Adams just has, like, a shot, and Dan's mm-hmm. just like, gluck, 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 straight whiskey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can tell Adams is just like, really dude yeah <laughs> uh so he walks uh up to the guy like <laughs> starting some shit like mm-hmm. runs off the whore that was sitting next to hawkeye mm-hmm. as his name is and uh makes some off-color jokes and the guy goes so they start fighting <laughs> and dan easily takes him out yeah <laughs> slippery dan stands up <laughs> Ooh, that's one country-ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> Which is real good. Adam's just sitting there just, like, pissed off that Dan's doing this,
1: but... Uh-huh. He's looking back to Alan. I was like, no. You can't. Yeah. No, don't get involved with this.
0: Mm-hmm. So he just, like, takes it out on <laughs> Slippery Dan.
1: <laughs> and he 12 points. Oh, he 12 points Slippery Dan!
0: Oh, he 12 points Slippery Dan. <laughs> uh, and then... Al kind of shoots his gun off and points it at Dan and tells him to stop. And Dan mm. is clearly heartbroken. Yeah. Like, really, you're turning on me like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we go back to Charlie Otter Freight Mails or whatever. And Jane is telling us a story. Fella in Livingston went sweet on me.
3: Finnish fella from Finland. Hardly spoke fucking English. Brought me flowers and some dry food they like there, and uh, one night he takes my arm and he starts in and he uh, whispers in his in his Finland accent, "I want to suck your cock."
0: <laughs> what do you fucking think of that? <laughs> this is this is maybe like this is underratedly. Fucking hilarious! <laughs> Be- because of the tone she's taking, telling the stories, like, and she's just got like, "What do you think of that?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> and neither of them are in any kind of. Well, Charlie can't hear. Well, I don't know if Charlie's pretending like he can't hear.
0: I think he's pretending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just is not having it.
0: <laughs> that is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> I don't know what her motivation for that scene was why she thinks that's hilarious I guess just because she's so uninterested in this guy and she's like isn't it hilarious he wanted to suck my kid (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but anyway so Seth decides like alright enough of this I'm going to go fight elsewhere I'd rather go get shot by Dan Doherty than listen to this story anymore (laughs) Uh, and that's when Jane's kind of like what who's fighting what and Charlie has to be like, I was trying to hide this so you wouldn't, like, royal the fucking waters, but he's in a fight with Al Swearengen. He's like, that limey cocksucker! <laughs> uh, so they're going to go uh, back up Seth. I'm like, let me go get some guns, or we'll back you up, and maybe you won't die. Now we're at Woo's. Uh, Woo's pigs die. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and is this where we get the shot? We see, We open up on the shot of the pigs eating. Yeah. Slippery Dan. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think it's Bummer Dan. Oh,
1: Bummer Dan. Bummer Dan. Doc is there. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Trying to tell Wu's, like, alcoholic encephalopathy. Yeah. Wu's just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling that Wu completely understands him. (laughs) It's just like, you're disgusting, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, uh, Jane makes a comment earlier when Doc's examining her. It's like, when I die, don't you go digging around in me? I know you don't. I know you don't shy away from that kind of the sick behavior. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which this is crazy that people like would not let people do that. Where it's like, we've gotta learn something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wu asked Adams for five dollars <laughs> to dispose of Slippery Dent, and I, I think maybe the AV Club brought up that Wu hadn't been charging before.
1: Oh, it kind of seems like that. Yeah. Uh, Um, But especially after what happened The last episode Or no, uh, the the season finale
0: mm. Yeah Yeah, they just kind of dumped him They didn't pay him any money Um, And now we got This is a Heartbreaking scene Dan is kind of crying on his bed He he feels like Al took Adam's side Mm -hmm. In the fight Which is kind of I don't know Dan kind of reading in a little bit, like, just because he didn't let yeah. him kill that guy. Like, mm-hmm. But it is, you know, for all they've been through for Al to, like, you know, pull a gun on him. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty especially when Dan has for this long been so sensitive about it.
1: Yeah. And now he's, <laughs> he's full on, like, you know, turned into like a, you know, like, like Al's child. Yeah. Yeah. And just like crying on his bed. That's that's all he can do now is just cry like a little kid.
0: Yeah, it's like an eighty sitcom like, yeah. hey champ, yeah, like, champ knock on, right. on, his, on his door to his room. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll explain to him like, look, if that were you and me taking care of Slippery Dan, we would have put even more antlers through his chest and twisted him around and stuck him through again. Like, <laughs> but Adams doesn't like us. He's not the same as we are. He only just barely killed that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and now has that line. Whatever looks ahead of grievous abominations and disorder, you and me walk into it together like always. Mm-hmm. And like, as you wouldn't say to Adams. <laughs> He's like, no, right. I wouldn't say that to Adams. So uh, that's taken care of. Yeah. We're back in Alma's room, and Alma comes clean to Mrs. Ringhausen that she used to be hooked on laudanum. And she brings that up to tell her that. Caring so for Sophia has given me a reason to kick it. Yeah, and helped me stay away from it. Um, and she basically introduces that this is the deal breaker. Yeah, I'm not gonna leave her behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the gym, Dane is acting cool in front of Johnny. <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, Johnny's kind of like, I ain't never seen someone killed like that before, and and Dane does that thing where he kind of brings up like. Oh, if it were me or Al mm-hmm. doing it, he would have been even no. more dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, just <laughs> repeating back what was just said to him. Yeah. Uh, again, like a kid. <laughs> um, but, uh, what's the name of the... Ho- Dolly. Dolly. Dolly's yeah, Dolly, gone Dolly. up. <laughs> we hear Al shout out Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Johnny's a great bit.
0: <laughs> Either Al got God or Dolly just stuck her thumb back up his ass, <laughs> uh, and indeed we do see Dolly with her thumb <laughs> up Al's
1: ass. I was wondering. Uh, I think this was brought up in the last episode we did about like um, uh, Ian McShane getting to play different shades of Al, <laughs> <laughs> and just showing him at like his most humbled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> And he's really, like, I think he's really selling the fact that he's an incredible fan. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to help out Mm -hmm. the problem, but (laughs) the way he describes it, man. (laughs) Little boy.
1: It's just a big throbbing down there. (laughs) He's like, is there a river of blood coming out? Oh, God, man. And what what, that great bit where, like, uh... He like he leans forward and she follows him. He's like, ah! "Why the fuck would you push further if I'm retreating from you?
0: <laughs> if I'm running away from you?"
1: I don't remember his exact line, but it's basically that. Yeah, it was
0: something about like, "Why would you pursue yeah. me <laughs> if I was
1: <laughs> retreating from you?"
0: Uh, yeah, that was uh, just some good little comic relief, but just showing how bad the problem is with Al. Um, back at the hardware store, and Trixie sees. Bullock, Charlie, and Jane walking towards the gym. She's can't believe this is happening again. This goes back to um, last episode we talked about how Al kind of invented the motivation of suicidal desires Mm -hmm. in Tom Nuttall. I was like, I hope it's not Tom Nuttall just taking the fucking easy way out. Trixie says, does he want to fucking die? I understand the appeal, but not like a cunt taking others fucking with you. Yeah. Lord, like, just, they just casually toss up the, like, of course it'd be great to be dead. (laughs) Uh, that, uh, Saul has to get up and go help. As much as he was reading Seth the Riot Act about, like, you don't get to just, like, dissolve our partnership and walk away. Yeah. Uh, from all this. He's like, well, he's still my partner. He's still, Mm -hmm. like, my best friend. Yeah. (laughs) Even if he's, you know, like, barely functional and still a little bit loaded and doesn't even have an arm. He's still going to go help him fight. Uh, back back in the gym, <laughs> Al's getting a blowjob from... <laughs> he's getting... He's like, even this is yeah. no appeal for <laughs> This is <laughs> doing nothing. That's a
1: dimension, like, you know, we're showing it's the end of the episode and he's in his PJs. <laughs> yep. There's a great bit in the... In the. We didn't bring it up. Uh, <laughs> it's like, close the ass flap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he's bent over. Yeah, I forgot it was like then I just started thinking about yeah. long johns with ass flaps, and I'm like ha <laughs> <laughs> ha uh, Yeah, Seth strides up uh and he's telling him, You come down in five minutes. Uh so and this is where Al again kind of projects uh, suicidal desires onto someone else. Mm-hmm. Now, in, I, I believe, again, I think it was the A.V. Club, they brought up that they really think that Seth is suicidal. Like, mm-hmm. their reading was that Seth realizes that he can't run away. Yeah. With Alma, that is right, I can't just ignore my duties. Right. Uh, and shame is going to follow me wherever I go. Um, so they're like, if, if Alma doesn't run away, if, if this doesn't resolve itself, like he's just going to, you know, commit suicide yeah. by, by Al. I don't know if I completely buy into that because I think that he remembering his brother has kind of come back to the remembering why it is he's doing it and why it's important. Right. Um, but, and I think it's more Al. Al. Commiserates with the desire to be dead, <laughs> yeah. Because he's stressed out with the commissioner's letter, and he brings up he, like right before this, he's bringing up like I gotta worry about these fucking commissioners. I don't know if Seth is a Montana agent. There's these new fucking whores that just wrote in this morning <laughs> that I don't even know where they're what they're gonna go work. Uh-huh. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I understand the desire, I'm like God damn. So I think Hal's just like so tired, and because as we've talked about before, he. Was this kind of all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful being. Seth has brought him down to the level of the mortals. Mm-hmm. And his mortality and humanity is being, like, viciously thrust upon him. Mm-hmm. Where he's got a lady with a thumb up his ass that f- feels like a giant, constant, throbbing, <laughs> you know, thing. And he's just like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> uh he has the line where uh, he says that Bullock sets himself to a higher standard than our natures, then he wants execution because he's failed. Yeah. Which is, even if he's wrong about Bullock's motivations, that's a very great line. It's mm-hmm. like he's, Bullock, you know, wants to be this, like, symbol of law and order and uh, decency and propriety, and he doesn't, he, he's not that guy. He's yeah. He's violent, he's, uh you know... Vicious, he's got those bloody thoughts, like uh, General Crook was saying. He's, mm-hmm. you know, cheating on even if it's not a traditional wife, he's cheating on the woman that he's married to, yeah. Um, and he can't deal with that, but anyway, that's that's a really good idea of like, um, these people that think that they're above their own natures, uh. Seth Seth has been counting. It's like three minutes. And yeah. then he gets one minute. And Charlie's like, whoa, what happened to two? <laughs> that was good. And, <laughs> and Al also has that line like, talk about one person fucking up another person's entire fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So he's down at the the gem bar and he's in his long johns yeah it's like johnny go get my suit he turns to dan's like unless you want to get it <laughs> <laughs> it's like i gotta check with you you don't have a pity party every time i get someone else to do something uh <laughs> jane is like throwing a bunch a whole bunch of zingers mm-hmm. uh johnny like walks out and says he's putting his, he's hold on a second he's coming he's just got to get his suit on jane says ain't it always a trial picking out the gown that best conceals you fucking pissed yourself (laughs) that's fucking good man yeah yeah and then johnny just like looks at her like what is this yeah (laughs) what is this thing uh saul is trying to get ready to go help out and I love that Trixie's like, here, Saul, take the six-shooter instead of this rifle. This rifle's recoil is going to knock you out mm-hmm. unconscious with pain. And, like, I love that you know, when S- Saul was on his own, he, he grabbed this tiny little, yeah, a little purse little, pistol, yeah. little Derringer, and now Trixie's like, no, nah, here, take this. This is going to be your best weapon. <laughs> and she like kind of takes up the rifle herself from a distance. Yeah. She looks like a badass. Mm-hmm. Um. Al uh, Dan keeps offering him like a knife or a pistol, and Al's like, no, d- I'm not gonna take any of that with me. Cause even before this fight started, Al didn't want any part of this fight with Bullock, really. No. And now he's like, No, I just want to like make peace with this. Like, that being said, if the situation deteriorates, don't uh, hesitate to open fire <laughs> from concealment. Uh <laughs> so... Saul shows up Jane has another great line like hardware Jew at less than full force now they'll be fucking quaking <laughs> <laughs> you can, it's, a, it's a pity that no one can talk about Saul without calling him a Jew <laughs> yeah I think, that's fairly rare I suppose <laughs> uh, so Al comes out and he just gives the gun and the badge over to him And says, like, I hope you'll be wearing this for a long time in this camp. Uh, And he mentions the reverend. And now he brings up this another lie that they're going to agree about. That the reverend was murdered by uh, Native Americans on the road. Mm -hmm. Which I think we've mentioned the real reverend was based on they found. Like, the real reverend is based on was actually found. Yeah, on the road. Or was he? I don't know. Uh... Uh, I thought it was a little strange they didn't all just say, like, oh, he passed from his illness, even mm-hmm. if, you know, they're not acknowledging that Al killed him. But anyway, mm-hmm. nevertheless, they, they've they all, they all don't want to agree to the fact that Al killed the Reverend. They're just going to say that, like, oh, he was, ki-, which goes back to the, the. Role of Native Americans in the society where they just mm-hmm. serve as this convenient excuse for <laughs> anything that happens. Like, yeah. you know, Sophia's family is like, oh, it was the fucking Sioux, uh, the dirt rushers have done it. You know, they can just clean up whatever they've done, mm-hmm. which is another lie that everyone's agreeing upon. <laughs> where it's like, we're gonna turn a blind eye to whatever might be going on. And we're just gonna blame this external threat. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Uh, so Seth. He uh, he also drops this line in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he brings up the Reverend to say that like the Reverend once said, you lift up the camp and you make it better. Mm-hmm. And he kind of tosses this line that's like running away solves absolutely fucking nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was kind of like,
1: I was kind of yeah, Where kinda did kinda that come from? Blindsided by that too. But um, I think he still hasn't forgotten about his kind of preoccupations with Alma. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, he, you know, Al's Al's fucking smart. You know, he he knows like this is this is what's messing. If, if just saying that about her caused this, I know your family's in town. Mm-hmm. Don't though, like don't you know? Yeah.
0: I did just kind of like maybe just intuited what mm-hmm. Seth was thinking yeah.
1: because I also love how like uh, when he's saying what the Reverend said and he's quote he's apparently quoting him it devolves really quickly when he starts saying, like, motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't say that.
0: No. Uh, I was, uh, did you find my hat? <laughs> <laughs> Love that <it. laughs> Alice. is like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just went through all... Like, I, he was scared of being shot for about, like, yeah. ten solid minutes and now I need a hat. Dolly makes a very good little toss. Yeah. And Al gets a great <laughs> line. I wish she, I wish her aim was as good with her thumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Alma sees this kind of resolve mm-hmm. and she, you know, closes her blinds, which kind of serves as her answer to yeah. Seth, like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And she goes to Miss Isringhausen and says, like, when you get a chance, please take this watch back to Mr. Bullock. Uh, in the thoroughfare. Merrick does want to know what's going on, but of course Seth doesn't want to talk to him. Um he thanks Saul. Seth does. Seth walks mm-hmm. up to Saul and like "Thank you, Saul." And Saul kind of says like, "Yeah, yeah. Like Trixie'll get me situated." Yeah. Which kind of signals the end of their relationship mm-hmm. as we've known it. Mhm. I think as as much as it was just Saul had his load on and uh he still backed up. Seth, like they're kind of like Saul taking care of Seth is kinda over. Yeah. You've got a wife now. Mm-hmm. I've got my own life to worry about.
3: Yeah. Um
0: well, that was that was kind of the end of of that. We're back at the Chaise Ami and uh this, uh, I guess it's a, an Irish whore, who in fact is Fiona Dorff, oh. uh, daughter of Brad uh is telling him that this guy's done with all their work, and he wants uh, They he gets like $2 for his work, and they said he wants it in pussy, and they were like <laughs> uh, no, you want it in cash to convert to pussy at the belly union or the gym, and she said, you tell anyone that $2 is the closest you'll get for two dollars is just a whiff as you walk by Mm because like there's signal this is a high end establishment yeah yeah uh for the best of the best
1: (laughs) (laughs) the guy just has that line well can I get it for free though
0: (laughs) oh god yeah yeah so she gives him whiff and he leaves (laughs) did you (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh boy mother it's the ocean (laughs) Which, oh man, boy. It's funny to me how like Deadwood can be the most like intellectual show uh, that also <laughs> has these pussy jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh and EB's trying to spy from outside. <laughs> he's he's uh, s- sussing out the new trim uh from behind a barrel. <laughs> and Maddie comments to Joni like there's a rodent-looking creature <laughs> lamping in one of your barrels. <laughs>
1: Like, oh, that's just the mayor.
0: Yeah, dumb. Just the mayor. (laughs) Uh, And now, this final scene is goddamn. They should teach classes on the scene. Mm -hmm. So, Merrick, having been rebuffed by uh, Seth, goes to Al to find out what the fight was all about. And Mm -hmm. Al just tells him, like, I'd laid it cunt's doors. <laughs> And Merrick's like, good God, I can't print that. You know, and Al's kind of you want the truth, don't you? He's like, the decent truth. And there's this whole, this is yeah. a huge philosophical discussion yeah. about.
1: The truth and decency need not be at odds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he has this very high, I feel like this is Milch really taking a dig at <laughs> journalists. Yeah. Like, the truth simply told in the constraints of good taste Need not be, you know, perfectly fine. And Al's like, "All right, you want a story? Here's your story." And echoing the letter that Seth had written Martha last episode, Mm -hmm. being this lie that everyone's gonna have to agree upon, Mm -hmm. uh, in order for things to be acceptable. Mm -hmm. Uh, now Al is basically writing this article for Merrick. Yeah. That's reassuring the public, which, you know, th- this, this, uh, title lie agreed upon is, is from people from what I can tell it's from Napoleon, but he calls it history is a lie agreed upon mm-hmm. you know, where, uh, you know, the victors are, you know, history belongs to the victors or whatever. And, or, or, or the fact that like people don't want to know the bloody, you know, they don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah. So to speak. So Al's kind of like, uh, <laughs> they bring up the the fact of like Native Americans, which is a perfect example where he's like, you know, talk about the good ass fucking we're giving the Native americans the 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 heathens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Merrick is like, I see it as a fulfillment of a great manifest destiny. And it's like the biggest load of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which like, I get that that was like. The, it's crazy to me that that was the line back then, and to us now that makes like zero sense. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Manifest destiny? It's our destiny to reach the Pacific Ocean. Like, it just doesn't. Anyway, uh, Merrick is buying into it, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And Al's like, okay, great, yeah, all right. <laughs> that's what's. That's what we're doing. Uh, so Al makes himself out. To be kind of this unseemly villain, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, this Al Swearengen with his house of ill repute, you know." And Seth is a is a valiant sheriff, and he valiantly reclaimed his badge and gun tonight. So you can rest your head easy, knowing that the sheriff has retaken his rightful place. Uh, and you know, good Christian commerce can be found at, and then tells Merrick. Uh, just start listing businesses that bought you good size adverts. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, there there's so much of society contained in this one little scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the middle of this kind of a reading, Seth arrives at his house finally. Mm-hmm. He finally goes inside. Yeah. Uh Martha's up, she's been up waiting for him, William is asleep. <clears throat> and I thought it was interesting also that William's been asleep the whole time that everything's been going down. Yeah. So he'll never know exactly what happened when Seth got his gun back. Yeah. So the story he'll hear will be like Seth came in and demanded it and took it, where it was really Al was like, here, I want you to be <laughs> sheriff. I like you. Let's work together. That's fine. Yeah. But to him, Swaringen's going to be the bad guy. Mm hmm. And Seth uh, reclaimed it out of courage and daring do, or whatever. Um, And he leaves his gun and badge for William to see when he wakes up. Martha mentions that uh, Seth had a bundling board in their bed, Mm -hmm. which uh, you can probably guess what that was, but it was basically like a board that divided the man and the woman Uh in the bed. And she mentioned that she took it out. Like, they're going to be a real family. (laughs) Yeah. From now on. Uh, And of course, at the very end, Al adds, uh, At the gym, you can get cheap whiskey, (laughs) comely whores, and the squarest games of Chance in the Hills. It's perfectly acceptable for them to say, rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, the truth of what happened. Yeah. (laughs) And that ends a goddamn whopper of a double episode. Yeah, Uh, We've gone through all these themes of lies that are agreed upon in order for things to move forward you know we've seen all these characters have to choose what's required of them rather than what they want to do uh there's been a lot of like people being stripped of what made them who they are yeah uh al had to uh, seth had to give up his gun and his badge for most of the episode Mm -hmm. al has lost his omnipotence um Dan kind of had a crisis of mm-hmm. of identity and standing with Al. Yeah, and it sets up and like this is just the first two episodes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's still pretty much two seasons left or two entire seasons left.
0: Yeah, Let's see how this plays out. And we've already gotten one of the best things I've ever seen on a TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for listening again. Uh, thank you to everyone that's already uh, subscribed to us on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever Android does. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: got CastBox. cast po-
0: CastBox, yeah. cast DownCast, whatever. <laughs> uh, if you haven't subscribed already, please do. That's going to help us out a lot. If you have subscribed, be sure to rate and review us uh, on iTunes. would be preferable because that helps us be seen by more people um and if you love deadwood as much as we do we want as many people as possible to be watching deadwood yeah uh we are on facebook of course just search for unauthorized cinnamon uh our little tag is at deadwood pod speaking of at deadwood pod you can find us on twitter uh we're at deadwood pod on twitter uh and be sure to go to mockingbirdnetwork.com our page is there with all of our Episodes, as well as every other uh, podcast on our network, including my other one, uh, Throwing Junk Baseball podcast. We've got Wanna podcast, all about the polyamory lifestyle. We've got Ryan's Crush Corner. We've got Revenge of the World. A uh, friend of the show, Kate Dieter, is the host of that one. At any rate, thank you for listening, of course. And we will be back next week uh, with another episode of Death.
2: Mocking bird network. <coughs>